0: Israel National dot com. We're your connection to Israel.
1: Shalom and welcome to all of you who love God, Torah and Israel. I'm Jim Long, and on the other microphone there...
0: This is Ray Patterson. Good to be here again, once again. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, Jim. Thanks. How are you?
1: Well, I am so thankful, I think is the key word for today's show, because, of course, this week, as folks are uh, hopefully listening in, it is Thanksgiving week, and uh, we call it Turkey Day, and uh, uh, people are sitting down all across America, and, you know, I'm not really sure uh, if if it is a – I know we celebrate it here. I believe they celebrate it in Canada. Do you happen to know if it's celebrated in, in any other countries, by the way? Because I haven't you looked know, into that.
0: You know what, Jim? I never have either. Yeah. Uh, and I hate to assume that they do and say that they do when in reality they don't. And we get a lot of emails saying, hey, what are you talking
1: about? Well, you know, the thing is is I, I think what I would be an interesting uh, line of, of thought to pursue today – would be, you know, why people are celebrating Thanksgiving. And I was even wondering, and I did a little bit of research, and I thought we would talk about the fact that, you know, is is it an, an, uh, a holiday that Noah Hyde should celebrate? You know, after the conversation we had in our, our previous show about Darla out in West Texas and how she dealt with the, the holidays that were coming up. And, you know, pretty soon we're going to have uh, you know, Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's and all that. And there's the big question, you know, how do Noahides deal with these very, very uh, Christian, very American holidays, except, of course, for Hanukkah. Um, and Thanksgiving is is one that I don't know about your house, Ray, but it, it always seems to come around every year that, you know, it's, it's all about lots of turkey, a lot of football games and people trying to stay awake. Because of something called tryptophan <laughs> that's in that's supposed to be in the turkey, and uh, you know, of course, I think it's not tryptophan that makes you sleepy. I think it's too many trips to the kitchen that makes you sleepy. But you know, I mean, what, what what's Thanksgiving like at, at at the Ray Patterson household?
0: Well, uh, I'm glad to say you took the word right out of my mouth. There's uh, actually a, a whole list of things. Uh, let me see. There's uh, uh, football, uh, turkey, uh, football. Uh, turkey and of course sleeping there you go so it's uh, uh seems to be the the day to get caught up on all of those things because i i don't watch a lot of football and uh, don't eat a lot of uh, uh turkey in in the sense that we eat it on thanksgiving where you can't move afterwards right um uh, but thanksgiving certainly for us is a, a time to be thankful uh for our families for our friendships for Hashem and what He has provided over the course of the year and uh, will provide uh, after that wonderful day and that wonderful meal. Uh, And I think just overall, just uh, uh, an opportunity to kind of revisit uh, some of the things that uh, uh, we've done over the course of the year and just to make sure we're still on the right path following Hashem.
1: Well, right, you know, in in deference to our listeners who might be overseas, I know we have have listeners in, in Israel and we have listeners in other countries, Uh, who tune into our show here on Israel National Radio. I'd like to talk about it because it is a very American holiday. And uh, tell me a little bit about, like, when was it first celebrated, as far as you know?
0: Okay, well, as far as the facts, uh, in 1623, it was uh, originally uh, celebrated, uh, a a form of Thanksgiving anyway, with the uh, Virginia colonies. And then uh, with George Washington and his administration is where it was really first proposed to be celebrated as mm-hmm. a national holiday. Right. And as you uh, well know, Jim, it was actually declared as a national holiday in 1863 by good old Abe. Abe Lincoln was right. one who made it a reality for us here in the United States as a national holiday. Yeah. And we've been celebrating it every every Thanksgiving since then.
1: Well, the question that came up as I began to do research into the Thanksgiving holiday, that the question that I had in mind, Ray, was, you know, is it a religious holiday or is it a a, a secular holiday? And the reason that I wanted to find that out was because I thought, well, what would happen to uh, us as Noahides if we wanted to invite, for instance, a Jewish family? to come over to our house for Thanksgiving. And I just want to reiterate for those who were, you know, just joining the show for the very first time, uh, the reason that the the fine folks at Israel National Radio have asked Ray Pedersen and I to do this show is because they uh, believe, as they are taught by their fathers and by the, the Torah and the Talmud, that it is incumbent for the Jewish people to teach the nations about the seven laws of noah and of course the seven laws of noah are against idolatry against blasphemy against murder theft sexual immorality against the limb uh, eating the limb of a living animal and to please set up courts of justice and ray you and i have talked about this if people would simply begin with those seven uh, you know, as I like to say, world peace would, would break out all over. And the question that always comes to people's minds as they begin to in- encounter the the, the wonderful uh, truth of Torah and they begin to get into the Torah and they want to see how it impact, impacts their lives as non-Jews, those who don't decide to convert, is, you know, how do we continue to worship God in the right way? And right, you know, I wanted to figure out is it is it right to celebrate Thanksgiving? And I just wanted to f- first of all ask you: Do you think that a Noahide can celebrate Thanksgiving without any problems between themselves and the Creator?
0: I would say absolutely, because it, just by a definition, it is a time for being thankful right. and, and in particular, re- remembering what Hashem has done for us, and that He is in uh, uh, our lives daily, and that if it weren't for for Him, we wouldn't really be where we're at today. So it's it's always something to be... thankful for that hashem is in our lives uh even beyond just the wonderful thanksgiving meal that we're all going to enjoy uh we're also thankful for that but uh it is always important i believe for noahide to be thankful every day and this is just one of those days that we can give it a real extra hard push well
1: you know all those things are completely acceptable and and I think everybody out there listening, whatever their particular religious level of, of worship and, and, and acceptance of Torah, and I don't even have any trouble with that. But, you know, really from, a, uh, I guess, maybe you'd even say from a purely academic uh, uh, perspective, I was really curious about whether, you know, we could observe Thanksgiving, whether we were really doing the right thing, uh, because I think we established last week, Ray, didn't you think that we established that Noahides uh, shouldn't celebrate Christmas? I mean, that's...
0: Well, I, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think the difference between uh, those two particular holidays, Christmas versus Thanksgiving, is that Thanksgiving, uh, you're, there, there isn't really, from a secular standpoint, a, a worshiping of a God, as mm-hmm. it were. Yeah. Whereas on Christmas, there is a celebration that takes place, uh, dare I say, uh, uh, toward, directed towards a false God. Yeah. And um, so it, you're exactly right. In Noah Hyde is indeed not to be celebrating that day for those very reasons.
1: Well, the the thing I, I found out that I was uh, it was no surprise to me is when I when I looked into it from the perspective of Jewish halakha. And for those of you who don't know, halakha is is, is the, you know, the way that a Jew should observe Torah uh, halakhically. The, the, it actually comes from the word uh, to go the way to go. Um, you know, could a Jew celebrate it? And if they could, then could a Noah hide, and I found not surprisingly, because, as one of the first jokes uh, a rabbi ever told me was, "If you have you know uh, two rabbis in a room you 'll have three opinions, so <laughs> there are differing <laughs> opinions on this now the the, uh, the popular opinion among those who fall into the camp of a, of a wonderful rabbinical sage. Who is uh, almost a contemporary of our day is uh, Rabbi uh, Joseph uh, Soloveitchik. He felt that it was it was fine for Jews to celebrate, especially Jews in America, to celebrate Thanksgiving, if there were a couple of things that were in place already. Because you know, Ray, we find out from studying Torah that uh, the people of of Israel, the Jewish people, are not supposed to try to replicate the uh, practices of the, the Gentile nations, of, of the non-Jewish nations, because many of them might often turn out to be uh, idolatrous. But uh, Rabbi Soloveitchik had a very interesting viewpoint, he, and I think he got it from uh, the Shulchan Aruch, and that is that it was, and I'll, I'll give a very mundane example. For instance, it would be fine for a, a, a Jewish family to join a non-Jewish family for uh, Thanksgiving, if that family happened to bring in some religious aspect to it and their observance of Hashem did not violate the laws that non-Jews are supposed to be um, paying attention to uh, in their worship of God. In other words, uh, let me break it out even more, in more simply, uh, a, a Jewish family having Thanksgiving with a Noahide family you could see right away there would be no problem, because if, if they were to sit down and they were to pray, you and I and most of our listeners know that as Noahides praying to Hashem with a Jewish family present, they would all be praying to the same God. I mean, that's that's the conclusion I think we can see. Rabbi Soloveitchik said where they would get in trouble is if they were invited to have Thanksgiving with a family that is, say, Christian, and I and I say this in all Deference to our Christian listeners, a, a Jewish family could not sit down where they would invoke the name of the j man okay. no absolutely
0: yeah. and and in fact, that is oftentimes why a Jewish family will decline an offer yeah. to attend a, a Thanksgiving gathering just so they don't find themselves in that situation. It's not that they don't like the people or that uh, you know they're against Thanksgiving or anything like that. It has everything to do with what you just said because the very first thing after you turn the football game off and you sit down at the table for some dinner is the prayer. Yeah. And invariably in a Christian home they are indeed praying to uh, the, the JC man yeah. and 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 for uh, Jewish people, it's far, far better for them to err on the side of caution, and I mean extreme caution, so that they don't find themselves in that predicament.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't think any of our our Jewish listeners even, you know, I'm I'm sure they're probably aware of that already. Uh, But I, I thought it was very interesting to look into that, because on the other side of the coin, there are some of the rabbinical commentators who believe that it's totally wrong don't even don't even celebrate Thanksgiving because it is is whether it's a secular or a religious holiday. They would say, in fact, in the way you characterize it, because simply you need to err in, in, in on the side of of uh, not not even being in a situation where you would have to hear the name of uh, other than the God of Israel in vote. Uh, so the question I had to, to look at is, OK, if it's if it's OK then uh, Rabbi Soloveitchik said it's okay to be with with uh, non-Jews who worship God in a way that is allowable to non-Jews. Uh, the other question is: Should we, as 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 Noahides, should we set up Thanksgiving? I mean, it's already established as a national holiday. Should we establish it as a an observance that Noahides should? Always observe it. In other words, Ray, let me put the question to you. Should a Noahide if, – if we had a Noahide president, for instance, let's say that, uh, and may it happen soon. Um, if we had, <laughs> Absolutely. If, if we had a Noahide president and he mandated that all Americans, say, for instance, or, or the prime minister of, of Britain or, or, or um, the chancellor of Germany, if these men or women were to say, okay, every day at this year uh, you are required – You know, uh, or if a Noahide leader or a rabbi even said the same thing, you are required to observe this day with prayer and thanksgiving. Ray, what would you say would be the answer to that if that were to happen?
0: The answer would have to be absolutely not.
1: Right. And And that's that's a surprise, isn't it? Why is it?
0: Yeah, and it's not because I don't like Thanksgiving, I don't like turkey or anything like that. It has everything to do with uh, what Hashem defines as proper for Gentiles and his creation. And there's nowhere in Torah that it mentions starting a religious holiday of Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. In fact, in fact, that is something that I want all of our, our kind of new uh, friends in the, in the Noahide world to be aware of. In, in you, And in, in God bless you if you're already aware of it. But it's something that, that I had to learn and, and Ray had to learn as we came along on this journey that uh, one of the things that we're taught by uh, the, the uh, Torah and, of course, also by the oral Torah is that uh, we as Noahides, uh, we can't start a new religion. And that's because there already is a religion, and, it, and it's, called, it's called the worship of the God of Israel. And we're taught how to worship him in his Torah, which he gave to the people of Israel. So we can't set up any observance that and, and mandate it as, an, as a religious observance. In fact, the only holidays that uh, we can even begin to think about observing are those that are mandated in the Torah, and Ray, you know as well as I do that some of those aren't uh, mandated for non-Jews. In fact, I can think of only one right now that uh, if we're not celebrating it yet, uh, we will be be celebrating it in the future. And you know which one that is.
0: I'm going to take a shot at the year of Jubilee, and may it come soon.
1: (laughs) Well, that one, but also, but don't forget Sukkot.
0: Well, Sukkot uh, would be actually at the uh, celebrated in Israel at the temple.
1: Right. But the thing is, it will be celebrated every year, and, and, and the Gentile nations will be required to, to, uh, to bring a sacrifice on that day. And right. so it, it is something that will be incumbent on the nations in that day. Some of us have already started to celebrate Sukkot, uh, sort of as a, a foreshadowing of that. So the point is, is, and of course, we can sit down at a Seder if we're invited uh, there, there are stipulations for that. But but to actually uh, make a mandate that, that you have to celebrate Thanksgiving because God requires you to would be in, in direct violation of what the Torah uh, teaches us about setting up new celebrations as non-Jews. So the point is then, if, uh, so I guess really to boil it down to its, its, its essence, you know, uh, can we celebrate Thanksgiving as Noahides? You bet. I mean, my goodness, Uh, you know, turkey is (laughs) turkey's a kosher food. So we don't have to worry about inviting uh, our Jewish friends if we want to. And and on top of that, uh, the fact is we can sit down on that day uh, because our president said, you know, that that, uh, he's going to let everybody off on work that day. God willing, Um, we can do that uh, as long as we never tell people, you know, you have to do this. You know, I guess what I'm saying, Ray, is, is that that that, uh, come Thanksgiving Day, if if my family and I decided, you know what, we're not going to make a turkey. Um, We're going to go we're going to go out and clean the yard and um, we're not going to say any more thanks than we usually do. How do you think that the creator would look upon me if I did that?
0: I don't think there'd be any indifference at all. I mean, if you wanted to, you could go out and uh, play some touch football, uh, break out the barbecue, and cook up some of those Hebrew nationals and and have those for dinner. Hey,
1: I like that. (laughs) I like those Hebrew nationals, by the way. Well, I but, think, and so
0: do I. But yeah. I think on, on, the, on the more serious side, uh, Hashem is not going to uh, uh, look at this as a violation of his Torah. Right, uh, right. Simply because it's not commanded by Hashem anyway. It's actually a, a, a man-made holiday called yeah. Thanksgiving. And we celebrate it, uh, and maybe for different reasons than others, mm-hmm. but we celebrate it uh, basically to uh, honor and thank Hashem for what He has done for us, what He is doing for us, what He's going to
1: do for us, and for the bounty of the year. Okay. And I have a very interesting thing I want to share with everybody uh, about Thanksgiving in relation at least to our discussion and and uh, with the holiday, holiday that's coming up. Uh, well, in fact, when you're listening to this, uh, in fact, some of our listeners it may have already come, uh, you know, come and gone. But it, it, at least it's Thanksgiving week. A very interesting thing that to to share with you coming up after the break. But the thing that I want to say finally, Ray, is we've had what I think is a very interesting discussion about this, in, in the final analysis, I just want everybody to know uh, that w- when you boil it all down to its 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 essence, uh, the fact is is that uh, what I'm saying personally is. I believe that it's a great day to sit down with the family and, and literally break bread and, and eat this fine, fine food and give thanks to God for, you know, what a, what a, a great life he's given us, uh, a great family, and that there's not a thing in the world wrong with it. And, and to me, in some ways, it's, it's a very sort of hide uh, holiday, even though it's really more of an American holiday. It's just that we, we, we thought it would be an interesting way to talk about the fact is, uh, you know, whether uh, it it should be has to be observed, and if so, uh, is it wrong to mandate it? And I, I think I think we've probably made our point in that, um, you know, we you, you don't have to, but my goodness, who wouldn't want to, right?
0: Right, and as we learned last week with Darla, uh, Thanksgiving is is indeed a time to gather, and in particular with the family, uh, because oftentimes we're separated geographically, and the only time you can really get together is on Thanksgiving. But also in, in her particular case, she used Thanksgiving as a vehicle by which to cause healing to begin, uh, due to a family rift. Yeah. yeah. And, and truly that is, uh, uh, just a magnificent time to do just that because just by its very nature, Thanksgiving is all about thanking Hashem for, for your family because sure. we were all grew up with our family for a purpose and that's Hashem's purpose. And whenever healing is required, you know, if no one else will step forward, we must step forward. Right. And in Darla's case, she did, and Thanksgiving was that day. Right. And I'm looking forward to the next segment. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very interesting uh, for all of us.
1: Well, right, you know, one of the things I think we want to do uh, with this show is, is not only to inform uh, our listeners out there, whether they be, uh, you know, uh, our Jewish friends, uh, whether they're Christians coming out of Christianity, whether they... Never followed any belief system at all, but they 're drawn to torah is that you know we want to be this resource that uh, can provide them with information uh, about the seven laws of noah and and about celebrations like thanksgiving and and how we can observe them and the other thing ray is is how we can uh, i think kind of reclaim some of these these holidays and some of these observances and, and just like you and I just talked not not to set them up as uh, ordinances that people have to follow, but to reclaim them, uh, you know, in the name of the Creator and and uh, sort of elevate them, if you will. I think, isn't that a good word, to elevate them, Ray?
0: I'd say absolutely. In fact, it reminds me of the rainbow, Yeah. which, as you and I well know, has been used for all sorts of things, some not uh, so Torah-related, Yeah. And, and I'm all about reclaiming that as well. In fact, by on purpose. I created our logo with the rainbow colors as an effort in reclaiming that which was originally ours uh, in the name of Hashem.
1: Well, coming up on the other side of the break, we want to talk about things like that and about the Noahide community and about Thanksgiving and maybe even how it relates to Noah right here on IsraelNationalRadio.com. Don't go away.
0: down on time at the airport. Introducing the ultimate airport experience by Menashe Sofer's airport service. It's the first of its kind. The VIP meet and assist shuttle guarantees a completely stress-free traveling experience to and from Ben Gurion International Airport. Online at msoferairport.com. Tell them you heard about it on Israel National Radio. Menashe Sofer Airport travel, speed and service. M-S-O-P-H-E-R airport.com.
1: Welcome back to Noahide Nations Radio on IsraelNationalRadio.com. dot com. Hi again, I'm Jim Long. Ray?
0: This is Ray Patterson. Glad to be back.
1: Ray, you know, we were before the break we were talking all about Thanksgiving, and I again I you know I got to thinking about it and, and you and I were talking even during the break, and I thought maybe I should stress one more time that in our discussion about uh, you know uh the, the Noahide observance of Thanksgiving in relation to uh, our Jewish friends and also just as noahides that uh, you, you know there there was nothing in the world wrong with sitting down and with some great food like a turkey like the rest of the nation and and giving thanks to hashem for everything that he's done for us and for our families that that uh, interestingly enough, it, you know, it is not mandated to us as Noahides, and sure, should we, and, and, and we should also never mandate it that we have to celebrate it, because as Noahides, we're taught that we're not supposed to institute any new religious observances. And the thing that I wanted to talk about is that there there is a kind of relationship already between uh, Noahides celebrating Thanksgiving. And the uh, the sacrifice of of Noah when he came out of the ark. And uh, Ray, are you are you familiar with a work known as uh, Seder Haolam? Uh,
0: Nah, nah, just vaguely.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's the Jewish chronology, the Jewish timeline, and it is this wonderful timeline. It's it's an organic timeline. It has been handed down through the history of the Jewish people, where they have kept track uh, of every pivotal event. In the history of mankind and also in the history of the people of israel, and you can, for instance look uh, look up the date for for instance the uh, the birth of Avraham Avinu, you know the great patriarch avraham he was born in one thousand nine hundred forty eight that is one thousand nine hundred forty eight years from Adam you know and the the date for the exodus was twenty four forty eight from Adam Well, if we look on that, we also can see that the flood of Noah. Happened in the year sixteen fifty six from Adam. And of course he was in the he was in the Ark, he and his family for a year in the Teva, as it's called in Hebrew. And of course we when we read the story in the Torah, what was one of the first things that we read, Ray, that, that, that uh Noah does when he comes out of the ark? You remember? Well the f-
0: the first thing he does, uh, based upon the Torah, is he comes out with his family, all the uh, animals f- follow him out of the ark, and the first thing he does is builds an altar and makes an offering to Hashem. Amen. So in essence, he was worshiping Hashem.
1: Right, and of course he's doing it with, he's doing it with an animal that is sacrificed and burned, and of course uh, the, the the Jewish people – uh, have all of these wonderful mitzvot that uh, will be reinstituted in the time of the rebuilding of the of the temple, and may it soon come in our time, um, that they will institute sacrifices, and that we know from our study of Torah that some of these sacrifices are consumed by the levi, the, the priest, and some are actually sacrificed by all of those who partake in that particular uh, uh, sacrificial, that, that koravan offering. And it's interesting to note that the, the word for a, an altar is Mizbeach in Hebrew, and the word for the sacrificial animal that is, that is prepared and given up is a Zevach, which, if I'm not mistaken, Ray, is also related to the same root word as Mitzvah. So all of the deals, if you will, for want of a better language that are sealed in the Torah between the patriarchs and the people around them, and even between Hashem and his people are done with sacrifices and and, and the the offering up that the korvan and here we have we have noah our our forefather coming out of the ark, and in his gratefulness, he sacrifices an animal and just out of curiosity as I was doing this study ray, I decided to to look up because I wanted to see if the, if the Seder HaOlam had the exact day of the week that this happened on the Hebrew calendar, and it was there, and it was the twenty seventh of Cheshvan, in the year sixteen uh, fifty seven from Adam. Now, why that's so remarkable? I mean, just just to me, and I'm not trying to make a big thing out of it, is that uh, here we are, Thanksgiving week, and the very day that you and I are having this conversation as Noahides, and about a kind of a, of an offering, which I would call. You know, the the the, uh, the table with the, the, the turkey and all the dressing, uh, because, the, you know, the the dinner table, in essence, the rabbis tell us, has replaced the sacrificial altar until the temple is, has been rebuilt. So the day that he came out of the Teva, out of the ark, is the very day right now, Ray, that you and I are having this conversation. Today is the 27th of the month of Cheshvan.
0: And that is just remarkable. When you first told me that, it sent shivers up my spine. In fact, Jim, let me throw a question out sure. to you. Do you recall from the Torah how many clean animals Noah was told
1: by Hashem to bring aboard the ark? Oh, no, sure. I mean, the uh, he, was, he was told to bring pears. Of, of each animal right. obviously because they'd be male and female and they could they can uh, bring forth. But there were seven kinds of clean animals, I believe, right?
0: Yes, yes, seven. absolutely. And and seven coincides with what?
1: Well the seven the seven minutes vote of uh, of uh, for, for Hides.
0: There so again
1: go. we reinforce that wonderful that wonderful number that uh, of all the sevens. And uh I, I think it's remarkable. And so I, I don't know. You know, our, our our rabbinical friends say, "Well, Jim, guess what? That doesn't mean a thing." <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> you know, but maybe it does. You know, maybe it does. And and uh, maybe we can hear from from some of our friends in, in that respect. But I just thought it was amazing that here we are. We're we're in the Thanksgiving week, and it's the se- it's the very same week that Noah came out of the ark, and he was definitely thankful for uh, his family and everybody being saved from from this this horrible destruction, which turned turned out, of course, as you and I know, to be. A- a, a great blessing because it it cleansed the world. And by the way, I want to mention. You know, Ray. People always accuse me of wanting to sell books, right? But right. If, <laughs> if they knew me, if they knew me, I'm always trying to sell other people's books, uh, even even more so. And uh, if people are interested in Seder Ha'alam, I I think every uh, Noahide who loves to study Torah should have this book in their library. And the best um, version I know of of the Seder Aulam, is uh, printed uh, in... Uh, actually, the title is called the uh, Codex Judaica, and it is put together by uh, Rabbi Mattis Cantor, and um, it is... Um, oh, I've suddenly forgot the name of the uh, the publisher. Oh, Zikron. Zikron Publishers, and if you forget the name of that, just Google uh, Codex Judaica by Rabbi Mattis Kantor. And, Ray, it is a great resource that uh, every uh, uh, Noahide should have on their bookshelf because it gives you from the beginning of Adam all the way up until the 20th century the dates of every pivotal event on the Hebrew calendar. And it will really help you sort of regulate uh, when these important dates happen. And you'll understand Torah so much better. But Ray, the thing that I want to talk to you about that that we sort of hinted at at the other side of the uh of the show before we went to the break is you know that this thing about thanksgiving in and, and, and even our, our our guest last week, Darla, this whole idea of community i mean you and I and the rabbis have talked about this. This is the biggest complaint of of who are emerging and coming out of their their previous belief systems is a sense of belonging and a sense of celebrating with others. And really that's what uh, I have to give, uh, as my, my uh, younger kids say, props to you for uh, is that, that Noahide Nations, this organization that you put together, is really that and even this show that they've asked us to do, more than anything, is a resource to to build up the Noahide community. And and you told me in, uh, earlier today when we were talking that, Ever since the show started, you're hearing from people, you're hearing from Noah Hides literally all over the world right now.
0: Quite literally all over the world. Uh, uh, as I mentioned in, I think, last week's show, I talked about the folks in Canada who happen to live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, thought they were the only two Noahides, a husband and wife. They put an ad on our Noahide Nation's website. And lo and behold, another Noahide actually exists in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, in the same building they happen to live in. I've gotten emails from folks in Alaska. Uh, A wonderful lady up there thought she was the only one, and I believe she's in uh, Anchor Point. And lo and behold, she's now found two Noahide friends. Uh, just uh, found out about some more folks in uh, Washington State. So as, as just from the, the this show, from the first show until now, this second show, there's probably already a dozen people who've revealed themselves to us who are very intelligent, have been Noahide and living a Noahide lifestyle. And it's a beautiful thing. In fact, that's what the noahide nations is all about and just to add to that jim I'm, i'm i'm reflecting on what you were saying about this whole idea of thanksgiving and noah and you know i just found it remarkable when we first talked about it that it really does indeed give noahides more reasons to celebrate thanksgiving sure it, it, it truly does. It's, it's you know, not, not only now is it the family and, of course, the food and, and thanking Hashem and, and, and all of that, but now there's some other insights that I'm certain most folks aren't aware of out there that you've now brought forth for us that truly gives us something to, to really
1: ponder as we're sitting there with a the knife and fork getting ready to cut into that turkey. Well, one of the things that I think that, that people need to realize is that when you mention... Uh, uh, folks that are coming uh, into the noahide realm that are discovering Torah, uh, that they want to study with other noahides, they want to they want to meet rabbis, and and I personally, uh, and I think Ray will agree with me, I I, I would urge all of you, who, if you to please you know locate, look for a rabbi, uh, preferably an observant orthodox rabbi that will help you lead. Uh, your your group and study and Ray, uh, I, I thought that uh, it would be probably very profitable if people knew uh, that we're listening. For instance, the people in Alaska that haven't met the other folks yet, and I think you'd mentioned there was another town that that people had said they would discovered there were some other Noahides in the community. What we what we need to do is we need to get all these people together. Uh, we need to get them together so they can study. And I think you had an idea uh, how they could contact uh, either you or myself or Noahide Nations, and uh, how how are we going to we going to coordinate that in some way?
0: Let's let's go with all the above. Sure. Let's start off with visiting the Noahide Nations website at www.noahidenations.com. nations. dot com. That's N-O-A-H-I-D-E. .com On the home page, you will see a Yahoo logo you can click on that logo to join the Noahide Nation's Yahoo group. Uh, There's uh, quite a a number of people already on the group with a lot of excellent discussions. Uh, Rabbis are also part of this group in case we need to get some halakhic issues addressed. But more importantly, it's Noahides communicating with Noahides and oftentimes right in our own backyards and we don't even know it. That would be number one. Number two, you can contact Jim and I. In fact, we encourage this because we want to uh, make you folks part of this. This is your show. Jim and I are just the instruments that Hashem is using to reach out to you. But this is for you. It is your show as much as it is Jim and and my show. So we encourage you to contact us. Uh, My email address is ray. At Radio dot com, and Jim's of course is Jim at IsraelNationalRadio dot com.
1: Right, very very easy to, to understand. The main thing is is this is to you know facilitate you and and your loved ones that, that if you want to study Torah and uh, it's kind of in a way kind of a safety net. You can simply contact us and we will just tell us say you know Jim Ray uh, we would like to get in touch with other Nalhides. In our own area, wherever you live, and we will we will turn around and we will put you in touch with with folks that we already know that live in your area. And you know, Ray, I got to say that uh, the many responses that we're beginning to get now uh, from the launch of the show uh, the, these people who obviously have been studying Torah I don't know particularly if they've been studying with a rabbi or not or, or on their own I am so encouraged. By the level of understanding they have of the concept of the Torah and how it belongs to the people of, of Israel, that it was uh, that it's their possession, but yet the information therein, that the teaching therein is for the entire world, but that God gave it to the people of Israel. Uh, so that they would take it and and they would disseminate the information because it was given in their language. It's been it's been turned every which way and looked at and examined and and uh, detailed for centuries by by these great rabbinic sages that we we can all now draw from. I mean, when you and I quote Torah, uh, Ray, or or we quote commentaries, you know, we're literally you know standing on the shoulders of giants. In fact, you know, the way I like to characterize it, Ray. I, I like to, to characterize it as that we're hanging on to the seat seat of, of giants. You know, right. and,
0: and we're familiar with that. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, because you know we really are. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't even deign to sta- stand on their shoulders, and so we have access to all that. And 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 uh, you know, it's not that it's it's also you know you can go on the internet right now. You can you can Google the word Noahide or Seven Laws or or Vote, and you can find these things. But what we want to do is we simply want to help you uh, through the the auspices uh, of uh, Israel National Radio and their wonderful uh, uh, you know offer to to put us on the air through through Ray's own efforts uh, uh, organizing Hide nations that you can simply come and and it's uh in addition to the classes that Ray has the fact that we can turn around and we can put you in touch with people who live nearby and uh and you can become part of the community and Ray one of the things of being part of a community is raising families and I think you were telling me also that there are some there is at least one new addition to this family is that what I I have some wonderful news.
0: Uh, Some folks that uh, you and I happen to meet out at the conference uh, who are heavily involved in the Noahide movement, Uh, uh, a couple, a beautiful couple, wonderful people by the name of Patrick and Christine Cassidy notified me on uh, Thursday that they had just given birth to the newest Noahide. A Ben or a Bat Noah we 're talking about a Ben Noah by the name of Pearson,
1: Amen. and uh, mother, uh, father, and child are doing well. Well Molotov, and we hope to be able to make a, a lot more announcements like that, because you know in a reality ray, we, you know we tell people all the time that if, if people would simply uh, follow the, the, the Shevah Mitzvot, the seven laws of Noah, just as they are written, even though these are only sort of chapter headings, as you've pointed out, that it could change the world. And the way we're going to do that is is that our our leaders and our teachers and and the people that run our governments are going to have to become more conversant in these seven laws. We can look at the laws of our system right now in the U.S., and we can see that there are elements of the seven laws have been instituted. In fact, uh, a lady was asking me the other day, Ray, uh, I I heard that our founding fathers were Noahides. And I said, well, to be more accurate, they were aware of the concept of the seven laws of Noah. I mean, even even as far back as the time of of Sir Isaac Newton, he wrote about the seven laws of Noah. So it's not something new. But the point is, is that by by, uh, accepting these laws, and and implementing them. I mean, we are gonna we're going to change uh, every country, one country at a time. And uh, I, I think that we have to do this through the sense of community. And in further shows and in, in uh, shows that are coming up, God willing, uh, we want to talk about this idea of community and how this this can actually work in a in, in a reality. But I think the main thing that we have to remember now is is that is that Ray and I uh i'm just going to say it right now I, we're not trying to set ourselves up as as experts in in torah or the shevam vote ray we're, we're coming from an experiential uh realm we're, we're we're only here because we can help you because we are living the noahide lifestyle Ray, you've been a, a noahide how long do you think now
0: uh, probably about a dozen years yeah
1: okay and uh, and i 've been one roughly about uh, about ten or so years now, and I can tell you, like anything else it 's a growth and and uh, and you have to learn it because uh, the, the, the the joyful thing for me is that that uh, studying torah uh, like studying judaism it is a uh, it is a belief system that is based on on reason you don 't have to toss your logical mind out the door you don 't have to check your brain at the door. And uh, you, you are asked to use the, the brain and, and the mind that Hashem gave you uh, to, to realize how uh, his Torah works. And, of course, the Torah means instruction. And it means... And in, yeah, go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. I mean, that's,
0: a, that's a, such an excellent point. I don't want to let it get away from us that uh, I believe, and this is my humble opinion, that Hashem demands that we use the brain that He gave us for the intellectual pursuit of the the vote, the seven Noahide laws. Uh, we are supposed to not just feel them uh, for the purpose of a feel-good. This is absolutely something that is an intellectual pursuit, but also includes the heart. So when you get to the door, bring them both in, yeah. because I guarantee that you will, will benefit it, uh, benefit from this. And the, the other thing that I wanted to, to jump in here, too, because you mentioned the word religion, which is kind of scary to a lot of us. I know when I mention uh, uh, Noahide, or I'm part of the Noahide movement to people. Uh, invariably, the first response is, "Well, what is that? Is that uh, some kind of new religion?
1: Yeah, so is it a cult? It, it's it's it, yeah. it really
0: it's kind of it's kind of an icebreaker because it really catches them off guard. When I come back with, uh, actually, it's the oldest religion known to man. Yeah. Yeah. And all that does is just spur on more questions. So uh, certainly it, it is a, a pursuit of heart and intellect, and it is a journey. When it comes to the study of Torah, there is no destination. It is a journey that we will be on until the end.
1: Uh, you know, I often tell people it's it's simply ethical monotheism. It is it is a belief system that that uh, is based on the on the uh, pursuit and and worship of of the one true invisible God of Israel, the the, the God of the Torah, and that and that Noahides are people who have. Um, I, I see it as our job. You know, one of my favorite archaeological books is Reclaiming the Dead Sea Scrolls by Jacob Schiffman. And, and the reason I like it is because he really, uh, in a very exhaustive way, Ray, he proves that the Dead Sea Scrolls are really Jewish documents. You know, it's not the start of Christianity. These are, these are documents written by Jewish people living, uh, you know, a desert experience. And so what we are helping our friends, the Jewish people do, Ray, is we're helping them reclaim uh, the Torah uh, for not only themselves, but also for us, so that they can teach us, you know, how to be great Noahides and, and of course, how to be uh, people who uh, who are their flock because, you know, they are our priesthood. God made them a priesthood. Ray, I'm going to give you the last word, okay? we got about 30 seconds.
0: Well, Jim, all I have to say in conclusion is it's been a great show. It's been a pleasure to be with you as always. And just as a reminder to everybody, Hashem created creation with a structure. The Jewish people are indeed our wisdom. That's where we get our wisdom and our knowledge is from them. They are a light unto the nations. We are then supposed to take that light and refract it back at them and spread it out to the whole of mankind. And remember, folks, always, always, always look to the heavens because, my friends, Hashem is always looking out for you. So until next week, I'm Ray Patterson, and for Jim Long, we'll see you later right here on IsraelNationalRadio.com.